Hey, it's Faramy. It's Jasmine. And it's Ruth. And you're listening to 3AM Thoughts. Every time, Faramy would force me to pick her up for some events. Wow. Every time, whether it's we were hanging out or it was homecoming or something, I would have to drive 20 minutes to her household. <laughs> pick her up and this woman would text me she'd be like actually show up in 10 minutes 20 minutes 30 oh, minutes oh she's taking two years to dress up two that years is, to put that makeup is a on. complete lie that is a complete lie i never did that and in the rare 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 occasions that i just i just happen to be late Mm -hmm. you can't be mad at me because society already conditioned me to always dress up and be pretty whenever i go out so i take no blame oh i don't know about that one because i would be ready in five minutes and i would hurry up and go to your house it would take two hours honestly with what fairmy said i also am a person who can take 10 million years to get ready. (laughs) When I was younger, I could get out of the house in two minutes tops. Mm -hmm. But now it's like I'll take hours and hours of just changing outfits. And then I'll just end up choosing the original outfit. Same, same. (laughs) Like when we used to go to school, there would be some guys who take longer than me. Like they'll be like, yeah, I woke up two hours early just to get ready for school. I'm like, I woke up five minutes ago and I got here. That's because nowadays guys also, not even nowadays, but guys also in general feel the pressures to always look good. Yeah. And you see it all over social media, like, you know, that TikTok thing, that Twitter thing, (laughs) more fashionable guys and girls. And they give us this expectation to look good, to look amazing, to have your hair done and did, to have Mm -hmm. your outfit Yes, ma'am. Fixed and fixed and unfixed and fixed. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> like, to where it's like, you got to look messy, but like a good messy. You what know, are you messy bun. The messy bun. <laughs> okay, right. get it? Okay, yeah. So we did an interview so y'all could see more of the guy's perspective to see what guys be feeling. Throughout this episode, we'll just jump in a little bit because this is our future self after yeah. we recorded the video, the video, <laughs> the interview, <laughs> and we'll add in some few remarks just to smooth things out. You'll hear this little ding before and after we're done saying what we need to. We hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. Oh, I don't even know how. How was I going to start it, this again? In this part, we really wanted to focus more on the guys have to deal with. So we brought in two guests. Hi, I'm Tunde. Uh, hi, my name is Namon. And we're going to be asking them a few questions. And this is just going to be a, like a discussion-based um, podcast episode. And we really hope you all enjoy. First question, if applicable, how has the social media affected you or guys you know of um, in terms of body image, self-confidence, and mental health? That's the big one. That is a big one. I agree. Go for it first, bro. There are a lot of sexy men out there. This is a correct statement. I would a lot agree. of those sexy men have a lot of followers and a lot this of sexy correct. people that really want them. Yes. And so, of course... You're like, 
I don't really look like that guy. Yeah, you do stuff. not. Mm-hmm. I'm not really going to get the people those that guy gets or <laughs> try and compensate in other ways or something. So definitely seeing how much of, I don't want to say attraction, but like how much of, I guess I'll just go with attraction, how much of attraction comes from just people looking at you mm. and judging you based off your features versus your personality or something. Because a lot of those people can be shallow, but they're still sexy. So like mm. you're still going to get everything you don't. Yeah. So seeing that has definitely like impacted a lot of people's terms of body image or what they want to be and their self-confidence and stuff. Um, for me, like, and like for, for a few of my friends, I feel like uh, in some ways it's been positive because I would like see like a workout video and I'd be like, I can do that. Or like, yeah. I, can, I can get a little bit bigger. And like, not because other people want me to get bigger because I want to get bigger, right? It's like, exactly. I want to, I want to build a little more muscle for myself. And I feel like for guys, at least I see a lot of guys that like work out and like they try to get big, not for themselves, but solely for the purpose of like pulling girls. And it's like, that's not how that works. Mm -hmm. Because like, that's not like just having a good body isn't the only thing, right? Having it is not going to get you there 100%. Mm -hmm. And so like, I've, I've had a lot of conversations with people where I'm talking, I'm like, Hey, like, why are you like, why do you have that mind? Like, why don't you work out for yourself instead? We talked about that a lot too. Because for like when I went on this like health journey in the very beginning, for me specifically, I was just thinking, you know what, I want to be pretty. I want to get skinnier because that's what's pretty in society. And honestly, that wasn't sustainable for me because I could not keep that journey up for like two weeks. I would stop every time. (laughs) So I had to change from being pretty to just being happy. And for me, when I changed like with that mindset, it was more sustainable and I saw more joys. And what I've seen is it's it's really hard to like teach that lesson. Like you can't just tell someone because what'll end up happening is they'll just like not believe you. They'll just end up doing it themselves. And I feel like it's definitely something that like you'll learn from experience where you'll try like working out for someone else and you're like, oh, I'm gonna work out just to get this one specific girl. And then it's just, you realize you're just unhappy all along the way. Mm-hmm. And then they realize like, okay, I need to start doing it for myself. And if I'm not gonna do it for myself, then I'm just not gonna do it at all. And that's okay too. How do you feel about the idea that men who are considered attractive by societal norms can get away with more bad actions and are more accepted within society? That pisses me off, but (laughs) it's like, why? Yeah, I agree. For me, it kind of relates to like the rich poor argument. A rich person does the same thing a poor person does. It's seen as them kind of just acting out or just, oh, boys will be boys. But if a poor person does it, they're like sent to a slammer for like 15 years or whatever. It's kind of weird to see how that plays into things like looks or masculinity and stuff too. Oh, what'd you say? What's that privilege? Um, that pretty privilege. Pretty privilege. Yeah. Pretty privilege. Facts. Yeah. Or they'll have lesser consequences for doing stuff. Even just doing stupid stuff on social media, like attractive social media stars doing stuff that would normally be unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And they get away with it with just an, an apology video where they're just crying for 10 minutes. Mm. it's kind of just like is that really normal like should that really happen mm. is, or is this just because of how they look or how they act or, or something else yeah and i think nobody ever like really discusses i feel like it's a very like subconscious thing or like oh they're prettier so it's okay but like i feel like we need to take a look back just like take a take a step back and just look at it a little bit more just to realize that it's really not okay because like i've seen people who will do stuff that's like pretty terrible but like because they're more attractive they can get away with it or like they'll receive lesser punishment yeah. versus someone who was less attractive if they if they were to do the same thing. Yeah. And that kind of goes into like how you're saying like rich versus poor. Like if you're attractive and rich, you got the whole key, like you're number one. 
and like an example of chris brown like what he's done but i see like a lot of people talk about oh yeah. he's rich and like good looking he shouldn't be canceled this and that and i'm like okay he did a lot of bad stuff but like that shouldn't like his attractiveness or his money shouldn't negate from the bad things he's yeah. done yeah i would agree and i feel like it, it's the exact same like thing for i think both both genders because like like cardi b for instance right cardi b has done like very oh terrible God. stuff yeah. like she has drugged people and like stolen money but here like has she been canceled now Mm-hmm. Yeah. and like I'm, it's purely because she's like rich and famous and that's about it and i guess even worse when people become famous or get all this attention because of their looks because then it goes to their head and like oh y'all like me because i look like this so that means i can do whatever i want and y'all will still like me you know that kind of stuff can also have like an adverse effect on somebody where they kind of come to realize that people don't really like them for them they just like them because yeah yeah and that's that's another thing about toxic masculinity and that kind of stuff and and um how they they come to that realization and they they just feel like lonely because they feel like they have nothing else to contribute people just want to look at them yeah like for example there's this k-pop idol hyunjin from stray kids and he talked about how alone and unaccomplished he felt when he was debuting as an idol because he was told that it didn't matter if he had no talent it didn't matter if he couldn't sing if he couldn't dance because of his looks like yeah. His looks, he would debut anyway. And he wanted to prove that he was worth debuting. He wanted to prove that he was worth working with all the other people in mm-hmm. his group that worked so hard mm-hmm. and he could give just as much talent as them. I also feel like this relates to TikTok. Like, for example, that whole thing of POVs mm. is basically based on people's attractiveness. Like, they yeah. pretend to be in these situations or do these actions that could be considered creepy or odd if done by someone who isn't seen as attractive in society. And it shows that what some people may see as weird or creepy can be seen as attractive if done by someone that is seen as attractive. Yeah, like, going along with that, like, I see a lot of people on TikTok, specifically guys, where, like, they're only like personality trait on tiktok is just doing like thirst traps or anything mm-hmm. and everybody mm-hmm. in the comment is like oh i want this person this and that but when they like reveal their personality like no one wants them yeah people only want them for their looks and i always feel bad i'm like dang like y'all can't appreciate someone's personality but like always want to go on their page just for their looks but never want to be there if they actually want to talk what are some things that society expects guys to be like the need to be strong buff tall etc I mean, yeah, taller, I guess. A lot of people do consider height to be like a major factor in whether, what's the word, whether someone is normal in terms of male standards. Mm, yeah. So like, like there have been times where I wish I was taller or like I wish I was like, I had more muscle. But like, I've just like, I guess like this is me just learning on my own. It's just me learning to be content with the way I am and not really letting what society deems as normal to like make me feel weird. Yeah, there are definitely expectations of like, oh, you can't be too skinny you can't be like obese right uh you can't be too short uh, but like also too tall i've heard like some people complain about a guy being too tall or just like just looking a little bit away from what's considered normal and those are probably the major expectations yeah there's definitely a lot of normalized things that that people look for in guys and stuff but i think it's been pretty cool seeing kind of a shift away from that normalcy in the past few years both genders too like a lot of gender norms from earlier where where guys had to be all buff and masculine and tall a lot of that stuff doesn't really still come into play as heavy as it did in those eras which is 
nice, but there's still a lot of remnants. And I think that's sometimes from their fathers and stuff too. The way they're brought up, they, they put that onto their sons and stuff. You have to be buff. You have to be tall. You have to be strong. You have to care for your family like this way. There's no other way you can care for them. That really plays into them for like the rest of their lives and stuff too. Yeah, I agree with the shift has been nice to see. Like I've been seeing shifts where like, like girls have been on TikTok. They'd like be uh, basically like appreciating like skinny guys. And I'm like, that's, that's, I've never seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. And like, but then at the same time, it's like, like there was like this whole dad bod trend. I don't know if you guys remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Where like dad bods were like in style or something. Yeah. I think it's just nice to just see that like we're being a little bit more accepting, like yeah. emphasis on a little bit more because there's obviously still a lot of people that are not as accepting. But I think, I think as time goes on, it's going to get better and better. In our previous part, we've talked about this too. And, you know, for girls, a lot of the times it's either you got to be skinny with the slim waist and, you know, thick thighs, those type of things. But how people always change what is considered perfect is just unattainable and uh, unrealistic because we're all genetically built different. But the fact that we have such standards makes no sense. I've seen like guys who are in relationships and they'll like match their nails with their partner's nails. And I think it's so cool because I mean, number one, it's aesthetic. Also, like, <laughs> like go off, you know? <laughs> no, for me, I genuinely find that so corny and so cheesy. I do not like it. Okay, but that cheesy stuff be so cute. Like, it's so cute. And in general, it's just great when you see guys not afraid to do the things that people usually say are feminine. But obviously, it's not always easy for guys to do this because of so many reasons. On to our next question. So we basically already talked about how society sometimes conditions guys to be more strong and more masculine. So do you guys feel as if you have to play into this because of those ideas? Like, do you feel as if sometimes you have to act more strong? You have to, you know, flex a little bit. Like, do you guys feel pressured like that? I would say, yeah, that's probably one of the one things that's like not going to go away anytime Mm -hmm. soon. Just because it's it's like ingrained so hard into our like society, and I feel those pressures a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like even growing up and stuff in kindergarten, the girls always go for the guys that can carry the most chairs or whatever, mm-hmm. or like they can run the fastest in tag. Normalized. Still, I don't think I play into it too much, but that's probably just me convincing myself that I'm not. Yeah, no facts. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure I, that there's probably a lot that I do. Yeah, it's just that's just the way it is, and there's definitely pressures that like I can feel, and there's there's the pressures that I that don't even know exist that do exist. Yeah, exactly. So going along with what we said like earlier about older generations, we're like, oh, you got to be a masculine this, but like now, especially with social media, there's like a push to be like, it's okay for males to be more feminine or things like that. Um, do you feel if you don't play into the new changes that are happening, like guys wearing nail polish, eyeliner, wearing like crop tops, things that are more associated with women, do you think if you don't partake in this, that you'll be attacked for having toxic masculinity? I think if someone's going to attack me for having toxic masculinity because I don't want to paint my nails, their view on the the matter is just really small. And I'm not going to listen to their opinion because by pushing the idea that by not doing something, you're not masculine enough is the exact same thing as pushing someone to say it because they are doing something they're not masculine enough, right? Like it's the exact same thing. It's on the opposite spectrum. 
the, the real way to support masculinity is to say you're a male. So whatever you do is masculine, right? That's really all it is. Can't even say anything else. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> so going on to the next question, do you also believe that these changes in the guy community are more accepted in America than in other foreign countries? And if so, how would people from your own culture or country react if you were to partake in these actions that in society are usually done or associated with females? Um, personally, I come from an African background and they're very traditional people. I know that for sure. So definitely a lot of things have happened that, that have kind of been like, Ooh, let's not play into that. So stuff Mm -hmm. like my brother, when he was, um, in his freshman year of college, he got his ears pierced. Oh no, not in an African household. (laughs) Yeah. My dad had some interesting comments on that. So definitely. I remember in fifth grade too, I got my nails painted for um, some kind of thing to deal with autism mm-hmm. and my dad had some interesting comments on that too so kind of going off everything that I, I really think that this is happening in a lot of countries like America but not really in other countries like that at least that I've seen and I think that if I were to partake in things like that then I would definitely uh, probably get kicked out <laughs> or have some interesting conversations with my parents yeah, I, I come from an Indian background. And um, so India's, India's got a lot of cultures where in like some cultures, it's perfectly okay and expected that you get your ears pierced. Uh, but for the culture that I come from, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, same exact thing as Tunde. If I were to get my ears pierced, I'd probably get like kicked out. I've had issues with like wearing bright colors at times. I, I So yeah, I definitely agree that it's definitely more of a movement in America than any other country. I think that might change later on though, because it might like spread to other countries. But yeah, I think right now, like if I were to partake in those things, uh, not, not necessarily because I, I, like I want to, but like if I were to, then I probably wouldn't um, be super accepted. I love you want to say like how you said it might spread to other countries. I'm going to disagree on that part. Seeing how, because <laughs> from what I've seen, a lot of like, especially like foreign countries, you know, they're really conservative in how they think. And up until now, like, you know, even for like the LGB- LGBTQ community plus, they're really not even accepted in other countries, you know. If you had, like how you said, like an African um, household, if you were to come out as one, from what I've seen, they might even disown you. So even small things like a guy wearing a skirt, it'll take like a very long time for any other country other than America to kind of accept. And I don't even know when that'll be. The reason why I say that is because I'm just looking at like America's history, right? Because 50 years ago, there's no way you could have come out and said like, oh, I'm gay or like come out with painted nails and like trying to be accepted in society. But that's a different situation now. And uh, so at least I was from like India. Let me speak from India because I that's where my background is from. Um, India, uh, like LGBTQ movement is a very recent thing. And mm-hmm. like there have like recently just been like major uh, strides. Right. And obviously it's going to take a lot more time as well. But I think like considering how influential America is, I think it definitely can spread to other countries that may otherwise have not like pursued that just because these movements are growing in size, like newer generations are getting more involved, right? Yeah. 
So even though I feel like, yeah, maybe not like in the next two years or so, but like definitely by the time like our grandkids or something are living, I, I would say like there's probably going to be major change in the way uh, these actions are viewed in society. I get what you're saying, like generations down because the ideals are changing throughout generations. But at least for me, my family's from Ethiopia. That's a very religious country. So I associate Western culture with like change, being able to like adapt and things like that. However, in Ethiopia, like no one would be accepting of like guys wearing like ear piercings mm-hmm. that are not culturally related, just because like throughout the years, Christianity has been so influential, like in the government and things like that. And I know that like that happens like other African countries too as well. Um, so I guess like like it would be nice like how you said younger generations to start changing it and being like okay we do have a religion but we also have like social like you can have your own social life and things like that. But I guess it would just be like really hard because yeah. America is more accepting of different people. Um, I was like taught in a foreign like household as well. It was like don't act too American. And I feel like a lot of countries have that mindset as well. They associate these things with America and they kind of look at it scornfully. All of it just stems back to parents and parent teaching. Because everything mm-hmm. that we sometimes, like from the very beginning, what we think is socially acceptable or sometimes what is right or wrong, if they instill it deep enough, is based off of what our parents teach us. And then after we interact with people, we obviously can change our opinions. Yeah, I agree with that. I just think, yeah, as like generations get uh, more interconnected with other generations and other societies and everyone starts to become a little bit more aware of what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. When like when new generations come about, there's definitely going to be a lot more change. It has been kind of interesting because each each area has different norms of what masculine is defined as. Mm -hmm. Especially in places like... um, Southeast Asia, that kind of area, like Japan and Korea, where you can see like a different physique. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tall, slender men, and a lot of people think that, oh, that's very sexy. Oh, that's very nice. Those people look very, very good. <laughs> so it's it's been interesting to see how places have evolved their masculinity so far. You know those movies that have a guy and a girl main role? Mm-hmm they always make it to be about the girl's issue. Like they'll only talk about what that girl is going through and nothing else. Yeah. yeah. And if they do talk about the guy's issue, it will legit only be about money or Mm -hmm. trying to get some girl or something. Exactly. And when I'm watching like Netflix or whatever, I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's more to guys than just this plain arguments. And it's an issue, honestly. Because you know how people say it's important to have representation in media mm-hmm. if there's no representation of guys showing their feelings obviously they're not gonna feel comfortable speaking about them preach exactly and it's weird because we should all feel comfortable speaking about our feelings and what we're going through mm-hmm. but guys obviously have a lot of things stopping them from doing this all right the next question how do you feel about the differences in how women are treated when they feel insecure versus how guys are treated when they feel insecure? Like, do you think that guys' insecurities are ignored, whether that's on social media or in person, versus girl insecurities, which are given more attention? I've definitely seen that a lot of time guy insecurities are kind of downplayed a bit more than girl insecurities. But I mean, that's kind of just also goes along with like toxic masculinity and stuff and how guys aren't supposed to show emotion to begin with. So we don't really 
put our insecurities out there to begin with. So mm-hmm. I don't really know if it's more that than anything, but yeah. I feel like societally, it's more acceptable for women to be more open about their insecurities. I think it would be better though, if like, if guys could talk about their insecurities a little bit more and that would like definitely prevent a lot of the issues that we see in the male gender. So um, compared to women in friend groups, do guys have open conversations with each other about self-confidence, personal problems, feeling comfortable on a personal level and et cetera? Um, With my friend group, we're not very quote unquote gushy individuals or anything. We don't really open up about our feelings a lot, but I know that I'm close enough to my friends that if I was to have a conversation like that, I wouldn't get clowned or something. I I could Mm -hmm. have a heart to heart conversation about that kind of stuff. Cause that's just the kind of people that I surround myself with. So I know that if I wanted to have a conversation like that, that I would be able to, but I know that's not the, the case in all the friend groups where somebody will like go through a breakup or something. And instead of being comforted, they'll just be like demeaned. And mm. it goes against like everything that I think should happen. I think that your friend should be there to support you, especially in times when you're down or when you need, Oh my God, my voice is cracking. <laughs> <laughs> or especially in times when you, when you need to talk to them or need to, Oh my God. especially in times when you need to talk to them or when you need some kind of support system i'm not exactly sure how it goes for women in friend groups and how open they are because i'm not a woman i'm not a woman in a friend group (laughs) but at least in my friend group i know it's basically the same thing as tunde like we don't often talk about stuff i've definitely had moments where i've opened up about stuff and they would also open about stuff and i have never felt like i was clowned right i feel like they were always very supportive and able to lift my spirits in a way that only my friends know how to do. And so I've never really had any issues with like having conversations with people about my insecurities and stuff. Uh, just because again, like, like what Tune was saying, I choose my friends and I make sure that friends are people that I can talk to in this way. I like how, um, I think Tune, you specifically said who you surround yourself with. And honestly, like how we've all just been discussing, it really is important who you have around you. Because kind of like what we touched back in our first part was having toxic friends, you know, mm-hmm. and having toxic friends puts you in a toxic relationship, which just totally degrades you. Your whole mental health can go down and just having the right group of people who, first off, you can trust, you know, and you can feel comfortable communicating is so important, especially during these times when it just seems like for a lot of people, it's just back to back to back. Bad things just keep happening having people that you feel comfortable with that you can actually speak to and communicate with is so important. And for me, Oh yeah. Oh, I was saying, amen. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. You you can, no, you can continue. You continue. continue. (laughs) Um, and like for me personally, I love it, especially when I see like those guy groups, you know, and they're all just like comfortable around each other. Like they're not afraid to give each other a hug or whatever, or compliment each other. And I like it because, you know, like they're not feeding into, oh, guys don't compliment guys. Guys don't think other guys are attractive. Like, you know, they're being honest, they're being truthful. And I feel like that's important in any relationship, regardless of guy or girl. Yeah. I feel like if you look into like Instagram comments of like my friend group, Yes. Like you'll see, like you'll see very simping. Like we all say simping for each other. And like obviously, while it is exaggerated a little bit, like that's that's honestly for the most part, I would say that's how I feel about like my friends. Like I I got them no matter what. And like if they ever need to talk about something that's like more serious than us just playing video games, that's fine, right? Like there's no big deal with that. And I'm gonna support them through that as well. 
I mean, I'm not on Instagram anymore, <laughs> but I do be seeing what you call a fairy. No, I, I was about to laugh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I do be seeing them thirsty comments and guys' Instagram posts. Bruh, it's not thirsty. It's more of a supportive, you know? Yeah, yeah I, it is more supportive. But at least before, guys were so scared of seeming, like, nice to each mm-hmm. other. I remember in middle school, guys used to call each other gay as if that yeah. were a bad thing to be nice. Yeah. And guys get clowned for everything even now, especially their height. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, they don't really get, like, the right space to express their feelings on, like, these type of topics, how you said height. Yeah. And it's something that spreads around on social media a lot. What are y'all's thoughts on how people have basically normalized attacking guys who are shorter than six feet? Uh, For reference, Tunde, how tall are you? I'm six one. Yeah, I am. I am not. I am not above six feet. I'll, I'll let you start on this one. I'm five eight. So yeah, no, this this definitely hits home a little bit. I mean, I've never been attacked for being short. Like people will like, call me short, but like mm-hmm. I would like I don't care, right? Like it's what it is. Yeah. Like because it's it's not something that I can like change. Yeah. You know, people like me for my personality. It hasn't been like a major thing in my personal life where i'm like oh i'm short so i can't do things mm. people may like act like it is but it has really hasn't been that big of a deal for me yeah i, th- I think it's kind of just stupid or just a joke i really thought it was a joke at first it's about people on like tinder and they're just looking at the height and stuff it's under like six foot they just keep swiping i'm like does it really even matter that much mm-hmm. yeah no for me i haven't seen it affect too much like i know that like the people like they've been like bullied about it and like people who are like five four they're having a much harder time than i am and like when people like take this stuff really seriously and they're like, Oh, because you're short, that's like the only reason why everything else is perfect. It's like, that's not something they can control. And there's also with what I've seen, like the shorter a guy gets, there's also, I think the short man complex. And it's like, they try to make up with that. So a lot of the times what I've seen is that their egos tend to be bigger too. Cause it's like society is attacking them for this. So they're trying to make up for it, which is also damaging on their own mental health. Yeah, and then you're constantly, like, put down because of something that's out of your control. And then you, like, try to make up for it and, like, try to make yourself feel better by, like, inflating your own ego. When in reality, it's all just, like, a facade and it's fake anyways. It's just unfortunate that that's just what it has to come to for some people. Kind of going back to stereotypes, like we discussed in the beginning of this, how do you feel about the stereotype that men usually are supposed to be the bread woman, the bread woman, the bread woman, (laughs) and women are more of like the stay at home parents, you know, taking care of the kids and always cooking. That's dumb. It's very, I know a lot of people, including myself, that have been raised in a household where their mother is the main breadwinner. A lot of instances of single moms and everything people are raised now seeing that women are the strongest people that you'll ever meet and very hardworking. And so seeing that has kind of shattered that norm a little bit, that the man has to be the breadwinner where you have um, women and men that are both breadwinners in households. Sometimes it's just the man, sometimes it's just the woman. And I really like that, especially because I kind of just want to be a stay at home dad. Like that sounds like the life just like sitting at home, (laughs) cooking, looking after kids. Like that's definitely something I would want to do. And I think it's, good that that kind of stupid oh the guy has to work the mom has to stay at home take care of the kids constantly cook constantly clean that kind of oppressive Mm -hmm. thought has been like lessened and lessened over the years yeah i would agree with that i also think it's dumb to like have that expectation that like oh you're you're a man so obviously you're going to be making the money 
but like uh yeah i I, w- I grew up in a house where the stereotype was true for me right where so my dad is like the main breadwinner but at the same time like i wouldn't say it by any means it's like oppressive in any way right that's another issue with this stereotype is when people start challenging it they start mm. challenging examples of it as well even if it's not anything that's necessarily toxic right because my mom is again like one of the strongest women i know if, if not the strongest right yeah um and i have like an immense amount of respect for her and uh, what she does and even though she's a state owner she's always she has like a side business she's doing everything she can right and i have a, like a huge amount of respect for that and i feel like we just need to let stuff happen the way people want it to happen right like if you want to be a stay-at-home parent you can be a stay-at-home parent that's fine right if you want to be a breadwinner that's fine if you want to have a household where there's two breadwinners that's fine too right just exactly allow people to just live the way they want to live just be nice dude just be nice. I love that. Nice. That's like the that's like the moral for everything. Just be nice. That's about it. So we asked a lot of questions to these guys, and now we wanted to see what they wanted to ask us. So we just have like one final question, I guess you could say, and it's just directed to y'all. Do you have any questions for us that you want to ask us for our own thoughts on any issues? Like, do you want us to say something about something that you're wondering before you leave? Um, I've seen a lot of like, um, like rhetoric on TikTok about like, like kill all men. And I just, I just want to know, like, what, what are y'all's thoughts? Like when you guys see a TikTok like that? Not kill all men. Like, I know that, like, we all know there's like good men out there. It's just the bad ones that like outshine sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't have anything against men. It would just be like one or two. But um, it's just like the gen, like, you know, like eat the rich and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. not all of the rich are yeah, bad. Yeah. Like, a few. But no, and like, it's fun to say sometimes, like, oh, like, kill all, not, not kill all men. But, <laughs> no, like, but at the end of the day, it's like, oh, they're chill. Like, it's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. I'll often see like people on TikTok use male as an insult. They're like, oh, you're male. <laughs> and it's like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, like going along with it, like sometimes like instead of writing like men, they will like sometimes like not write the E as if it's like a curse word or something. I'm like, okay, y'all taking it too far. I think it's like people's like personal experiences coming into play. Like if they had a bad moment with a guy, like they're going to think all guys are bad. I'm like, no, like there's good people out there. Yeah, that's fair. But I think we're at the end of this. Thank y'all so much for coming and talking with Thank us. Thank you. That was a great conversation. And honestly, I loved it when Navin said, just be nice. I feel like in the end of the day, no matter what, it's, it's just, it comes down to that. Just be nice. Just be nice. <laughs> but on top of that, I really liked also what Naaman said. Something like people will still challenge the examples of it because it just fits the definition even if it's not toxic. And I was like, that really got me thinking because there's a lot of things that aren't toxic, even though it's set up to be as it is, but it's not necessarily toxic masculinity or whatever, but we don't have to challenge every single example of something. Yeah, because honestly, in society, I feel like we have set up, like, if you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, you are automatically toxic masculine or you're feeding to stereotypes. But that could just come down to that's what people are most comfortable with. And I feel like it's only really toxic if you are forced and you feel pressured. But if you are just comfortable like that, you feel okay like that, it should be fine. And no one should be judged for living their life how they want to live, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> and I think that's a good point to close this discussion on. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. We had a lot of talk, a lot. Ooh, we had a lot to talk about in this yes, episode. Sir. But we'll see you on our next podcast episode here on 3AM Thoughts.